Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to hear your word. This afternoon, Lord, we come with a prepared heart. We ask, O oh God, that you transform and change us. Father, may we not leave your presence the same as we came. Lord, may we leave with a step up in our walk with you. Give us understanding. Father, let it not be of man's wisdom. But let it be, O oh God, the engrafted word of God, which is able to change and transform and save our souls. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you take a seat with a clap offering? Oh, somebody, you are clapping for Jesus. You are clapping like somebody who Jesus has touched this afternoon. Somebody who Jesus has healed this afternoon. Somebody whose diagnosis has been changed and over time. Amen. Wonderful. I believe people are going to have testimonies from this afternoon. Oh, yes. I believe that with no doubt in my you just begin to check. You realize that that lump is not there anymore. I can assure you that. Yes. The blood has melted that lump. And the blood has changed that diagnosis. You will go and they will tell you it looks like there was a wrong test. It was not a wrong test. Yes. They did the right test. And they can repeat it all they want. It is past finding out. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Amen. Amen. Well, this afternoon, we want, for the short time that we have, we want to share briefly the Word of God. And um, I want to share with you about a message that I entitled, Meek and Lowly in Heart. Meek. Meek and Lowly in Heart. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. And verse number 28. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Matthew chapter 11 and verse number 28. And I read. He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hallelujah. Why don't we all read verse 29 together? One, two, three, go. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. One more time. Why don't you read it? One, two, three, go. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Well, Jesus did so many things. Jesus did a lot of things. Jesus taught so many things. He preached about so many things. He did so many miracles. But he did not specifically ask us to
to come and learn any of those things. He did not specifically ask us to come and learn how to do miracles as he's doing. He did not ask us to come and learn how he's preaching to do the same. He did not specifically come and learn how to multiply bread. Hallelujah. But of course, he expected that we will learn these things and do these things. Hallelujah. But he didn't specifically say, come and learn of me how I'm doing the miracles. He didn't specifically say, come and learn of me how I am multiplying bread. Amen. But we are expected to learn these things. Hallelujah. We are expected to know these things. Amen. Because he said in John chapter 15 and verse 20, he says, remember the word that I said unto you. He said, remember the word that I said unto you. If they did this unto me, he said, the servant is not greater than the master. If they did this unto me, then they will do these things unto you also. So he says, remember the word. That means that remember the things that I taught you and do them. And if the servant is not greater than the master, and he says, All the things that I experience, you will also experience them. So he implies that we will do the things that he did. And will experience the things that he experienced. But he did not say anywhere that come and learn something specifically of me. Amen. Amen. But here in this scripture, he says, come and learn. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. I am meek and lowly in heart. And when you do this, you shall find rest unto your souls. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not feeling you this afternoon. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus did not ask us to come and learn how to do miracles. Even though he said we will do, he said, greater things than this shall you do also. Jesus traveled to many places and he prophesied that we will do greater than that. By the grace of God, we have traveled further than he traveled. Hallelujah. Jesus was able to establish 12 disciples. By the grace of God, we have established many disciples that are doing the work of God. Amen. So he implied that we would do these things and we do even greater than he did. But particularly, he said we should come and learn of him to be meek and lowly in heart. Hallelujah. Beloved, I believe there must be something particularly important about having this character trait. Amen. He says, learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, the son of man, the one who came from the heavens, the one who knows what pleases the father, he says, come and learn this thing of me. Come and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. Come and learn this thing of me. I am meek and lowly in heart. Hallelujah. Because he knows that when you learn of this, your soul will find rest. When you learn of this, you will attract favor from heaven. The son of man who came from heaven knows that when you are able to learn this, to be meek and lowly in heart, you will find favor before God. Hallelujah. You will attract the hand of God into your life. You 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 will cause the hand of God to be upon your life when you are able to learn to be meek and lowly in heart. Hallelujah. The heavens will look favorably upon your life. Have you not realized? Have you not realized? You even, particularly, have you not realized that when you are, when you see a a match, when you see a game, for instance, when you see two people who are competing in something, you tend to sympathize with the one that is losing. Have you not realized that? When you are watching a game and you don't have any preference to any particular game, you find that your heart gravitates towards the one that is losing. When you are watching a a boxing match and you see someone is being beaten, no matter how poorly the person is performing, your heart tends to go to favor the person who is losing. 
you tend to cheer up the person who is losing. And then sometimes you find that as the person who is losing is trying to throw a blow, you find your hand going with the person. Like you are trying to lift the person's hand up to punch the opponent even stronger. Beloved, that is what the heavens come to you when you are meek and lowly in heart. You attract the heavens favor. You attract heaven to push your hand to overcome that which is beating you up. Hallelujah. That same tendency, that same tendency which is in God is in you also. That is why you favor or you tend to cheer up people who are losing in a game. Amen. When you are meek and lowly in heart, when you are meek and lowly in heart, you attract help. Your life attracts help. Hallelujah. You attract favor upon your life. Amen. You attract support. Amen. When you are meek and lowly in heart, even in your marriage, you seem to be the one that is winning. Because God lifts you up in a way. When you are meek and lowly in heart, you find that people are against you at a job. And they run over you. And they say, he's quiet. This, this is not a type who is a leader. This is not a type that they will select. He's too quiet. He's too meek. He's too lowly. He's too gentle. You find the heavens helping you and pushing you up. Because when you are meek and lowly in heart, you attract cheering up from the heavens. Hallelujah. So Jesus says, come and learn this of me. Come and learn this of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. Hallelujah. So you realize, he says, come and learn of me. Come and learn of me. So that means that it is not something that you are born with. You are not born with meekness and lowly in heart. Amen. So this behavior of you are very quiet does not signify that you are meek and lowly in heart. The fact that you don't talk a lot does not mean that you are meek and lowly in heart. You were born with not talking a lot. But Jesus did not say you are born with it. He says this particular trait, you need to come and learn of me. You need to learn it of Jesus. It's not something that you are born with. Hallelujah. The way you talk does not signify that you are meek and lowly in heart. Amen. The way you walk with your shoulders in and your head down does not mean that you are meek and lowly in heart. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Ben, do you understand what I'm sharing this afternoon? That does not mean that someone is meek and lowly in heart. Hallelujah. Now, why is it important? Why is it important to learn to be meek and lowly in heart? Or learn to be humble? Why is it important? James chapter 4 and verse 6. James chapter 4 and verse 6. James chapter 4 and verse 6. Hallelujah. What does it say? It says, but he giveth what? More grace. More grace. But he giveth more grace. He giveth more grace. He giveth more grace. Wherefore he said, God resisted the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. God resisted the proud. Beloved, the son of man says, come and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. Because he knows that God resisted the proud. But he giveth grace. He says, more grace. He giveth more grace. More and more grace comes upon you. And he says, God resisted the proud. God will oppose the proud. God will work against the proud. God will stand against the proud. Beloved, if you are trying to open a door, you see, when my kids were little, you know, sometimes they want to open a door and then you stand behind the door and then you just put your foot like this. And you see this four-year-old feels he has strength and he can open the door. 
and you see him struggling with his strength, all his might, trying to open the door. Beloved, when God stands behind a door, you have no way out. When God is working against you, you have no way out. When God stretches forth his hand against you, you have no way out. He says, he resisted the proud. He resisted the proud. But he gave it more grace. More grace to the humble. More grace to the humble. When, you find, when God finds someone with loneliness of heart, when God finds someone who is meek in heart, he gives that person more grace. Hallelujah. He gives that person undeserved favor. He gives that person an escalation into life. Hallelujah. He gives that person a cheer up and a push up further and forward. Amen. It means that you don't make a lot of effort to surge forward. You don't make a lot of effort to move ahead. Doors will be open unto you and you just walk in. As the door is closed to many, when you get there, you don't make any effort. The door just opens and you walk in. Hallelujah. Recently, I went to a place with a friend of mine and we were coming at the airport and we came on the escalator. You know the escalator that is just flat, not the one that goes up. The escalator that is just flat. And we decided to walk on it. I decided to walk on it, but he decided that he would walk on the side. And I realized that we were taking the same stripes. We were taking the same stripes. And I was going further and further and further ahead of him. That is the grace of God. I said, that is the grace of God. You will start with someone in life. You will graduate from school with someone with the same degree, with the same accolades, with the, at the same job, but you find yourself moving further and further ahead of that person because the grace of God is upon your life. Because the grace of God is upon your life. Amen. And when God is working against you, when God is working against you, have you realized when you go on an escalator and as you are going up the escalator, you drop something. You drop something and you see the thing rolling down. And then when you look up, you realize that there's no other escalator that comes down this way. Sometimes it's your passport that you have dropped. And if you make an attempt to go up and then go round to the other place to take the escalator that comes down to come and look for your passport, my friend, you realize that you will not find it. So as the escalator is going up, you decide to turn around and decide to turn and go down. Beloved, as you are going down, the escalator is taking you up. As you are running down, the escalator is taking you up. That is when God is against you. When God is against you, you have lost a very precious thing and you are running for it. But you seem as much as you try to go forward, the thing is going further and further and further away from you. Hallelujah. You need the favor of God upon your life. I say you need the favor of God upon your life. You need the grace of God upon your life. Hallelujah. He says, come and learn this thing of me. Come and learn of me. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 11. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 11. I want you to turn your Bible. If you have your Bible, turn them to the scriptures. And sometimes you need to highlight these scriptures. Also, don't only look up on the board, but open up your word also and highlight them. These are important scriptures. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 11. Hallelujah. What does it say? It says, But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. The one that is greatest among you shall be your servant. You see, this is the quite opposite of the world. That is why Jesus says, You cannot learn this in the world. If you are looking in the world, there is no way you are going to learn to be meek and lowly. You are never going to learn to be humble. Because in the world, the greatest amongst you is not a servant. But Jesus says, that, but he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. That person shall be your servant. 
The one who is greatest shall be your servant. The one who seems to be going down and going low, he is the greatest among you. And verse 12 says, And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. Whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. He says, whosoever. Does it mean some people? Does it mean some people can exalt themselves and they shall go up? They shall continue to go up. He says, whosoever, no matter who you are, no matter how great you feel you are, no matter how many degrees you have, no matter what you have learned, no matter what, much, what knowledge you have acquired, no matter where you sit, no matter who you have been with, he says, if you try to exalt yourself, you will be abased. It means you will be brought down. Now, does it mean, you see, he says, whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. Now, does it mean that you can go up because if you are going to be brought down, it means you are going to be brought from certain height. So it means that you can try and get up. But I can assure you that you'll be brought down. No matter who you are, if you exalt yourself, if you go up without Jesus, if you lift yourself up, you will be brought down. I say you will be brought down. And I believe in your short life, you have seen a lot of great people who have exalted themselves and felt they were on top of the world. But you have seen they were brought down. He says, whosoever, no matter who you are, no matter who you are, you will be brought down if you exalt yourself. And then he says, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Now, does it mean that the only way that anyone can be exalted or anyone can be lifted up and stay lifted up is to humble yourself? Yes. Because it says, whoever lifts himself up will be brought down. Whoever exalts himself shall be brought down. Hallelujah. I will rather choose to humble myself so that God will exalt me. I will rather that I will humble myself I would rather bring myself down that God will exalt me, that God will elevate me. I will not let God do it for you. I would rather that God does not do it for me. Hallelujah. Don't let God do it for you. Amen. Because if it comes by God's doing, it will not be pleasant. And God can do it for you. I say God can do it for you. If you exalt yourself, God can bring you down. Sometimes it comes by terminal illness. God can bring a terminal illness and today you, when you hear of a terminal illness, you will bring yourself down. Today when you are told that you have six months to live, you will bring yourself down. I say God can do it for you, but do not let him. He says, come and learn of me. Come and learn of me. I brought myself down. Learn this thing of me. You are not born with it. Hallelujah. Sometimes it can come in a form of poverty. God can strip you with all that you have. And that can bring you down. That can force you to humble yourself. Amen. Sometimes it comes by unemployment. You are unemployed for six months and you are down. You see your nice clothes. You don't even want to wear it. The clothes that you have bought with your own money. You don't even want to wear it. You don't want to do your hair. Hallelujah. It can come by God. Sometimes God can bring a very wicked husband your way. Very wicked husband to humble you. Maltreat you. And that can humble you. That can bring you down. Hallelujah. Beloved, I will choose to humble myself so that God will exalt me. I don't want God to bring me a wicked wife. God can bring you a very wicked, cantankerous woman in your life and that can humble you. When we see you in church, we will not know what has come over you. You are a humble man because of a cantankerous woman that you are encountering at home. Don't let God do it for you. Hallelujah. Don't let God do it for you. Sometimes you say, I don't know what has become of my wife. I don't know what has become of my husband. Because you are exalting yourself and you seem to be going up all by yourself, God changes your wife and he will bring you down. 
I say he'll bring you down. Amen. Amen. Don't let God do it for you. I heard of a story where a woman was sick, a wife. She was sick. And um, it was in the middle of a divorce. They were going through a divorce battle. She and her husband. And she had this terminal illness. And the doctors had told her, you have this few months to live. So, as much as the man was trying, the man wanted to be out of the marriage. And the woman was doing all she can to keep the relationship, to maintain the relationship. Because she knew that she was going to die very soon. She knew she was going to die. And she knew and she felt that if she dies when they are divorced, people will blame the husband and say that it is because of you that she has died. So, she wanted to keep the marriage. She wanted to maintain the marriage. But the man wanted to leave. The man wanted to leave by all means. The man wanted to get out of the relationship. And just at the verge of it, the man said, if you are not signing, I am leaving. And then she called him and said, this is the situation. I have only three months to live. I'm going to be around for only three months. But I don't want people to blame you. I don't want, it, I want, I don't want you to feel guilty. So just stay in the relationship. Just give me three months of this marriage. That man was brought down. Was brought down. Divorce was out. That type of conversation was out. You don't want God to bring a terminal illness in your life before you humble yourself. You don't want God to take away somebody like this in your life before you are brought down. Jesus says, come and learn of me. Come and learn of me. Philippians chapter 3. Chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Verse number 3. Philippians chapter 2. Let's read that from the Amplified Version. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 3. And we want to read that from the Amplified Version. Do we have the Amplified Version? Wonderful. He says, Do nothing from factional motives through contentiousness, strife, selfishness, or for unworthy ends, or prompted by conceit and empty arrogance. Instead, in the true spirit of humility, Loneliness of mind. Loneliness of mind. Let each regard the others as better than and superior to himself. Thinking more highly of one another than you do of yourself. Hallelujah. Can you think of yourself lowly and think of others more highly than you are? Can you think of your wife more highly than you are? Can you think of your husband more highly than you are? Beloved, this is the cure for jealousy. This is the cure for jealousy. If you feel your friend is higher, if you feel your friend deserves is better than you, you will not be jealous when your friend gets a job. You will not be jealous when your friend buys a new car. You will not be jealous when your friend moves from your neighborhood to a better neighborhood. Because you feel that he deserves it or she deserves it and she's better than you. He says, if he says, let each regard the others as better than and superior to himself, thinking more highly of one another than you do of yourself. The next verse. He says, Let each of you esteem and look upon and be concerned for not merely his own interest, but also each for the interest of others. For the interest of others. If you seek the interest of others, you put yourself down. The reason why we are always arguing and we are always disturbing each other's peace is because our interest comes first. Our integrity comes first. Our honor comes first. And we put ourselves, our interests ahead of others. And so, you see, as the person is trying to belittle you, your interest of showing the person that you are higher than him comes first. Amen. Amen. But he says, if we will put others' interests before us. The next verse, verse 5. 
So he says, let this same attitude, let this same attitude. Look, the Messiah says, come and learn this of me. So he says, let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let this same mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. It is a mindset. It is not something that you are born with. It has to be a mind that you have to place in you. You have to acquire that mindset. And so the scripture says, let this attitude and that same mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. This was what was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. Jesus is your example in humility. He says, come and learn this of me. You cannot learn this from your mother. You cannot learn this from your father. You can't learn this from your pastor. You can't learn this from your shepherd. He said, Jesus says, come and learn this of me. He is your classic example in humility. Verse 6. He says, who? This is what the mindset which was in Jesus. So I want you to pay attention. He says, who? Although being essentially one with God, being essentially one with God, and in the form of God, possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God God. Jesus was one with God. He had the same attributes that were with God. He possessed the same qualities that were with God. He says that he had the fullness of the attributes which make God God. What make God God? That God is a creator. That God made the heaven and earth. That same attribute, that same qualities he had. He said, but he did not think this equality with God was a thing to be eagerly grasped or retained. Hallelujah. That you are my husband and we all graduated the same year. That we had the same job and we earned the same amount of money. We were working at the same place together when we met. Have you forgotten? We were doing the same job. In fact, I was even better than you. As far as job performance is concerned. We graduated the same year. Or even, I am even older than you. Hallelujah. The next verse. He says, but he stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity. Did he have some dignity? He said he stripped himself. Did he deserve that men should bow before him? Did he deserve that the 24, the 24 angels and elders will constantly bow before him? Did he deserve that men, all knees, should bow before him? He deserved it. But he stripped himself of all these privileges and rightful dignity. So as to assume the guise of a servant. Now, the guise of a servant is not a servant, but you take the form of a servant. Beloved, I say you were not born with it. It's not something that is in you. It is something that you have to acquire. It is a form that you have to take. A form of a servant. The guise of a servant. Jesus was not a servant, but he took upon himself the guise of a servant in that he became like men. And was born a human being. Jesus has begun to descend. He has begun to make the effort of going down. Because he understands the purpose. He understands the ultimate result. When you are able to go down. Now the further you go. The higher the Lord lifts you up. Hallelujah. The further down you go. The higher he lifts you up. So Jesus has begun the descent. Down. So the Bible says that. Before that, it says the Bible says that he be, he took on the form of man. He he became like man and was born in a human being, a God that was born in the form of man, a God that was born a human being. That is the first step down. The next verse, it says, and after he had appeared in human form, after he had appeared in human form, listen to this. After he had appeared in human form, he abased and humbled himself still further. The man is determined to go down. He said, come and learn this of me. There is a reason for that. He is determining to go down. I know I have a better job than you, but I'm going down for you because I know why. I know I earn more money than you, but I'm determined to go down because I know why. 
He says he abased and humbled himself still further and carried his obedience to the extreme of death. To the extreme of death. You would expect that if God has appeared in the form of man, he can live forever. But he became man and he took upon himself. After he has taken upon himself the form of man, he didn't stop there. But he went further lower to the extreme of death. And not that he died of heart attack. Not that he died from diabetes. Not that he died from hypertension. Not that he died from a tragedy that makes people sympathize with him. But he died a shameful death. The man is determined to go further down. He says he died the death of the cross. Have you seen how he's descending and going further down? He says he died the death of the cross. The next scripture. Therefore, therefore, therefore. Do you understand what it means, therefore? It means as a result of this. He says, therefore, because he stooped so low, because he stooped so low, because he was able to go so low from God to man to a shameful death, because he was able to stoop so low, God has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Because he was able to go down, because he was able to humble himself, because he was able to dig down, because he was able to dive nose down. Says because of that. Not because he was a son of man. Not because he died a painful death. Not because he carried a cross. Not because he worked so hard. Not because he was in pain. That is not the reason. But because he stooped so low. Because he went so low. Beloved, if you want God to lift you up, if you want God to exalt you, the way up is to put yourself down. It's to put yourself down. And the lower you go, the lower you go. You see, the Bible says, he went so low, he went so low. He says, therefore, because he stood so low, God did not know what to do with him. God, he went to a level that God did not know what to, how to handle him. What can I do to a person who has gone this low? What can I do to a person who has gone further low that there is no other lower level a man can go? What can I do but to give him a name that is above every name? To give him a name that is above every name. He said, therefore, God gave him a name. God bestowed upon him freely. He didn't need to work for it. He didn't need to do anything. To, all he did was to put himself down. And that God bestowed upon him freely a name that is above every name. And the Bible says, verse 10, it says, that in, at, it says, in and at the name of Jesus. When you mention that name, you see, God did not know what to do with a man. God did not know how to handle him. He said, he has gone too low. He has gone too low to deserve the highest rank amongst men as he has gone. The Bible says God gave him a name and at the mention of that name, he says, then that at the name of Jesus, every knee should and must bow. Every knee. Because he was able to go that low. He was able to humble himself that low. Hallelujah. Because he was able to go so low. God gave him a name that is above every name. That at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee should bow. In heaven and on earth and under the earth, wherever there is need, wherever people have needs, wherever angels have needs, wherever demons have needs, wherever people are in the heavens on earth and underneath the earth, when you mention that name, Every knee must bow because the man has gone too low. The man has bestowed, the man has went too deep down. That he's been exalted to this level. Every knee. If there are knees, they will bow. Demonic knees, they will bow. Angelic knees, they will bow. Human knees, they will bow. That means everyone in the universe, the heavens will bow, the people on earth will bow, and demons underneath will bow at the mention of the name Jesus. 
Hallelujah. At the mention of the name Jesus. And verse 11, he says, And every tongue, frankly and openly, frankly and openly, confess and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say every tongue will confess. Whether you like it or not, I will show you that as the month is coming to an end, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. As the month is coming to an end, whether you like it or not, you will say that Christmas is coming. The birthday of the Son of Man is coming. The birthday day that the Son of Man was born is coming. Whether you like it or not, he says every tongue will confess that this day is the day of the Lord. This day, whether it is a fact, whether it is true, whether it is historically true or not, if it has been assigned as a day that the Son of Man is born, you will be forced to acknowledge it. I say you'll be forced to acknowledge it. You will open your store, no one will come in. And they will ask you, why is your store closed today? You say, today is Christmas. And what is Christmas? It is the day the Son of Man, the one who went down on his knee. This is the day that he was born. Whether you are in Europe, whether you are in America, whether you are in India, you will try to open your store, no one will come in. You will be forced to be home with your family, whether you like it or not, to celebrate the day that the Son of Man was born. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. What kind of name is that? Amen. God will just exalt you up like that. God will push you up like that. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you this afternoon? What a name. It is not how hard you work. It is not by how hard he worked, but because he was able to go so low. That is why God lifted him up that high. Amen. Amen. God will lift you up when you go low. As you place yourself low, as you go down, God will lift you up. When Joshua placed himself down, when Joshua went as low to be, uh, to to go, bestow himself so low to Moses, when he placed himself in that position, the Bible says when Moses died, God turned to look at the one who bestowed himself so low and he started talking to Joshua. There were the other elders who God called upon and Moses placed the spirit that was upon him on them. But God was looking for someone amongst them who was able to bestow himself so low that he would bestow a name above all names. Hallelujah. That he will also exalt him. Amen. Amen. The Bible says when Elijah died, when Elijah died, there were kings that gathered. Kings were gathered. Let me read that scripture to you. When Elijah died, kings were gathered. And the Bible says they were looking for someone. Second Kings chapter 3. 2 Kings chapter 3 and verse 10. We're almost done. So just have patience for a few minutes. Second Kings chapter 3 and verse 10. He says, And the king of Israel said, Alas! that the Lord had called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. Let's read from the New Living Translation or the NIV, if you have that. It says, What? exclaimed the king of Israel. Has the Lord called us three kings together only to hand us over to Moab? Has the Lord called three kings together only to hand us over to Moab? But Jehoshaphat asked, Is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord? He said, Is there no prophet here that we may inquire of the Lord through him? An officer of the king answered. Because you see, Elijah has died. And so King Jehoshaphat asked, Is there any other, is there any prophet in this place that we may inquire? Because God is making the Moab attack all three kings. God is putting our lives in the hands of the Moabites. So let us find a prophet amongst us to inquire what the Lord says. And an officer of the king of Israel answered, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here. Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here. He used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. He was the one that placed himself solo. 
He was the one that was a servant. He was the one that was a nobody. Of all the people that were around Elijah, this man seems to be the one that went so low. Then it must be him. So then the next scripture, they said, Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. If there is a man like that who went that low, and I can assure you that the word of the Lord is with him. He said, if there is someone like that in this town who went that low, then then I can assure you that the word of the Lord is with him. So Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. Beloved, when you bestow yourself so low, when you dip yourself so down, three kings, they will come looking for you. Your bosses, the CEO and your manager and your supervisor, you see three men in suits looking, coming down the hall, looking for someone. They say, who are they looking for? They are looking for that lady who had gone so low. They are looking for that lady who is walking around here like she's a nobody. They are looking for that lady who is so humble, doing her work, minding her own business. God has touched the hearts of the kings and they are looking for you. Hallelujah. So the three kings, they went down. They went down. It says, and the three kings, so the king of Israel, Jehoshaphat, and the king of Edom went down to him. They went down to him. Beloved, I want you to understand, they went down to him. They went down to him. To the one who is down there. To the one who is nobody. The kings are going down to him. The kings are coming down to you. Because you have placed yourself in that downward place. Because you have placed yourself in that low place. The kings are coming down to you. Yes. The kings are coming down. So the son of man says, come and learn this of me. This must be a very important character trait. That we need to have. So look, they went, and then the next verse, he says, Elijah said to the king of Israel, what do we have to do with each other? He says, what do we have to do with each other? Go to the prophets of your father and prophets of your mother. You see, he didn't even see himself. Beloved, you don't even see yourself as so important. You have made yourself of no importance. You don't think you are the kind that three kings will come and look for you. And so when they come, they say, what do we have to do with you? Why are you coming to me? Why don't you go to the prophets, the ones who have been in the prophet school, the ones who have learned prophecy, the ones who have been trained by Elijah. Go to them. And he says, no. The king of Israel answered, because it was the Lord who called us three kings together to hand us over to Moab. And that is why we are coming to you. Amen. Amen. Beloved, your way up is first to place yourself lower. So Jesus says, come and learn this of me. He says, come and learn this of me. When God wanted to exalt Joseph, God began to bring him down. He began taking him lower. And the man was walking lower. He was going lower and lower. First his brother sold him. He became a slave. And then he was sold. And then he went into Egypt. And then he became, he, he, he started serving the king. And then he, the, somebody lied about him. And then he went into the dungeons, the lowest where any man can be, to be in prison. And when he was that low, God began to lift him up. God began to bring him up. God began to exalt him. God brought him up. And he became the prime minister of Egypt. I say your way up is when you start going down. When you place yourself lower, God will lift you up. Hallelujah. So he says, learn of me. Learn this thing of me. Amen. Learn this thing of me. We don't have a lot of time to read the rest of the scriptures. But uh, let's read just one more scripture and then... um, we will, uh, we will bring the service to a close. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 4. Proverbs 22 and verse 4. Proverbs 22 and verse 4. It says, By humility and the fear of the Lord are what? Riches, honor, and life. By humility and the fear of the Lord. Miriam, when you have humility and the fear of the Lord, what you have called upon yourself is riches, honor, and life. I don't know how many of you want riches. 
I don't know how many of you are looking for honor. I don't know how many of you are looking for life, a fulfilled life. I don't know how many of you want an honorable life to be honored amongst men, to be considered amongst men, to be regarded by men. I don't know how many of you want to be regarded in your relationship. You want to be regarded in that marriage. You want to be acknowledged and be treated fairly and to be honored in that relationship. The Bible says the way to achieve that is through humility. The way to achieve that. They may look upon you and they may think you are nothing. They may walk upon you. They may treat you because of the way you are. They may mishandle you. But when you are doing that, God is bringing you honor. I say God is bringing you honor. God is lifting you up. God is exalting you. God is bringing you riches. God is bringing you life. Beloved, Jesus says, come and learn of me. For the way up is when a man, when a woman purpose in his heart or in her heart to bring herself down. Alejandriana, the way up is when you are working yourself down. As you are forcing to put yourself down. As you are forcing to place yourself underneath. You see, the, the way up is not because you sing in the choir. It's not because you are a hard, uh, a hard and, and, and a very hard-working person that is working strongly in the choir. But the way, the way up, the way up is when you are humble and you are sub- submissive to the instructions that are given you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Beloved, there are so many things that we have tried on our own. There are so many things that we have worked on our own. We have tried working the marriage on our own. We have tried getting that job on our own. Application upon application. You have designed your resume in every form and shape. You have tried different courses and you have not been able to complete any. You say you are looking for the favor of professors and you have tried and tried and tried. You are looking for a beloved. You have dressed somehow. You have done all kinds of makeups. Every hairstyle you have done. You have worn short skirts, long skirts, mini skirts, maxi skirts, covered all, looking like a Christian, doing all sorts, exposing all kinds of tissues and exposing every kind of skin. It's not working. Beloved, just try. It says, by humility and the fear of God. You have exercise. You have six packs, muscles. You are looking very, very well built. And it's a kind that women should like. But it seems nothing is happening. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Put your hands together for the Lord and come unto your feet. It is by humility. It says, meek and lowly in heart. Say, come and learn of me. He says, learn this of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. I am meek and lowly in heart. I am meek and lowly in heart. As lower as he went, he was on his way up. As he was bringing himself lower and lower, he was on his way up. Beloved, everyone that God has exalted in his word, everyone that God has brought up was meek and lowly in heart. He says, for my servant Moses, he was the most humble man on all the earth. And God chose him and exalted him and he became a leader. He was meek and lowly in heart. He was meek and lowly in heart. Abraham, in the comfort of his father's country, where there was riches, where there was land, where he could have all that he had, where he could have everything that he wanted, God brought him so low. God took him up. He said, if I'm going to bless you, I have to take you out of your land to become a foreigner. Where you will be treated as a foreigner. Where you will not have land. Where you will have to beg for land. God brought him out. And when he said to him, he said, in blessings I will bless you. In honoring I will honor you. In riches I will increase you. But God will take you out as a place where you can go down. Where you can go down. God promised him a son. And he says, I will give you a son. Oh, I'm way down. 
There may be so many things that may be in you. There may be so many things that you lived with and you grew up with. That makes it so difficult even for you to bring yourself down. For you to humble yourself. Beloved, it's not something that you were born with. But there's so many things that you have learned in life. I just want you to lift up your hands and ask the Lord and say, Search me, O Lord. Search me, O God. And my heart. It's in your heart. It makes it so difficult to humble yourself. So difficult. You know, me 
God, there is a redeemer. There is a redeemer. There is a redeemer. Jesus Christ. we are thankful this afternoon we thank you Lord Jesus that you set such great example for us we thank you Lord Jesus that you set such a pathway for us to walk on Father search our hearts remove all the wickedness Father the things that we have learned and acquired those things that make us so proud and so highly lifted up Father, the things that cause us to exalt ourselves. Some of us, it has become since we got married. Some of us, it's because we have children. Some of us, it's because of our career. Some of us, it's because of our jobs. Some of us, it's because of the country where we live in. We have become so pompous and we have exalted ourselves. But the Bible says, anyone that exalts himself, Anyone that lifts himself up, that person shall be abased. And if you are able to learn to bring yourself down, he said he will exalt you. He will lift you up. He will place you on high. Father, we thank you for your word. In the name of Jesus. If there's anyone here this afternoon, you are not born again. You have not given your life to Jesus. With all eyes closed, every head bowed. If that is you, you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to come before Jesus and give your life to him. You say, I want to give my life to this Jesus. I want to follow his examples. I want to walk the walk that he walked. I want to go down that path of loneliness and meekness. If that is you, you want to give your life to Jesus this afternoon. Beloved, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that, you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to receive Christ into your life. You want to be born again. Is there anyone here like that? With all eyes closed, every head bow. If that is you, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Oh, anyone here like that? Long let the enemy put your hand down. The enemy is holding your hand down. You are trying to make an effort to lift it up. But the enemy is holding your hand down. Is that you? Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Is there anyone here like that? Why don't you all join me and say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. Lord Jesus, I have sinned against you. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you shed your blood for me. Lord Jesus, cleanse me from my sins. I invite you into my life. I give my life to you. I give my heart to you. Lord Jesus, be my Lord. 
Be my savior. Be my master. From today, I will serve you the rest of my life. So please, Jesus, write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. I don't do a clap for Jesus. A big clap. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.